With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration, along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here is your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and welcome to you all to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. I'm very, very excited to be sharing a very important topic with you today. We're going to be talking about in being an empowering caregiver, as many of us do end up being caregivers for family members as we uh, grow older uh, in our own lives. So a super excited conversation for you today. For those that are actually new to the show, I'm a content repurposing whiz for speakers, authors, coaches and consultants. I effectively help them turn their existing content and collateral into new profits. Um, an example of that is turning a book into two years worth of social media posts, all designed to help them increase their visibility, their credibility and their profitability. But as I said, a very important topic to discuss with you today, being an empowering caregiver. So my guest today is Suzanne White, who believes caregivers are warriors. They're fearless, courageous, and passionate about protecting those they care for. And I couldn't agree more. Inspired by her own passion for caregiving for others and her personal journey caring for her parents, Suzanne created the Caregiver Warrior, which is a resource and hub and an interactive place for those that actually do take care of others. It's a very important place to be able to find a supportive ways that you can actually take care of yourself as, as a caregiver. Uh, Suzanne shares her wisdom from the inside of caregiving, offering her experience, strength and hope to other caregivers so they can actually survive the caregiving journey with grace and their own empowerment. So can I ask you to please welcome to the show, Suzanne. Hello. Hello to you. I'm so excited to be able to share this uh, episode with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. 
Well, it's my pleasure. I'm, I've been really looking forward to this. I think we can have a really wonderful conversation, you know, around this important topic. Yeah, very much so. So I'd lo love, as you know, we I, I always like to start the show with asking you to share with us a little bit of your backstory. That's why I don't give any ways, any spoiler alerts away oh, early okay. uh, because I'd love you to share um, sort of a little bit more of your backstory with the audience so we can sort of kick it off. Wow, it's my pleasure. Um, I uh, was, um, and I'm sure you can, a lot of the people who are listening to us can relate to this. I'm sort of a type A um, perfectionist personality um, and I was at a position in my life where if you had told me when I was maybe a teenager in my 20s, 30s, even 40s that I'd be taking care of my parents, I would have told you that you were absolutely crazy, um, especially my mother because we did not get along at all. Um, and I used to think it was because we were so different. Now I know it's because we're so much alike. <laughs> yes. Um, but they, uh, my, my parents were really devoted to each other. Um, you know, they were from the greatest generation. And they basically uh, were hiding the fact from my sister and I that my mom was beginning to go into early stages of dementia. And they were very good at it. And they worked together as a team, a really good team, not only the early part of their lives, but to also hide this from us. So we 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 knew my mom was kind of getting forgetful. And you know, as you see people you love um, become elders, you know, you you're you're more protective. But we never imagined that they were in any kind of trouble. And we always go to um, holidays. Uh, we fly to Florida usually. For the holidays and um my parents flew down um i was to follow them later a day or two and my sister called and said that my dad was so sick um that they had to take him off the flight in a wheelchair and oh, i know and and the irony was is that he was a world war ii bombardier pilot um, during world war ii and shot down and survived and landed the plane i mean he was a war hero and took the i mean it was the second time he was taken off a plane, wounded, you know what I mean, which, which kind of, it's kind of ironic. And he was basically facing caregiver burnout. Um, wow. He was just exhausted. He had walking pneumonia and, and he was also developing some heart issues. So, you know, we were kind of shocked. And as he was recuperating, we noticed that because he was, you know, he, he had walking pneumonia, so he was sleeping a lot. We really noticed that my mom was really lost. Um, that she was really repeating herself and confused. And as he was recuperating, I said to him, Daddy, you know, uh, what's going on? Are you okay? Do you, do you guys need me to help? Um, and he said, yes, so fast. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. And I just jumped in to what I found to be my caregiving journey. I mean, there was, you know, there's for, for so many of us who are hardwired to be caregivers, you don't even think about it. I mean, it's not like a, it's not something you mull over. You know, and and a good percentage of, of, of us come to caregiving uh, rather quickly. Um, yes. and it was just something you do. You just, just sort of jump in. So I was going to fix everything and, and uh, fix it right away <laughs> and make everything okay. And, and I started on a very interesting caregiving journey. So yeah. that's the backstory of, of where I where I started. And I think that's so um, so uh, 
evident for so many people you and it's an element that I didn't realize myself until you actually reshared that story with me is that you actually do end up in that care caregiving role the word that came up for me as you were sharing was instantaneously mm -hmm. like there's no preparation being a plotter and a planner and you know that type a control freak I don't know where don't know why we get along so well you know I would have I would have planned things out it would have been in my diary we, we would have been organized everything yeah. else would have sort of yeah but you don't get that opportunity you, you just smack you just land in it don't you um Absolutely. yeah yeah Absolutely. so how long you how back do you know how long your dad had actually been caring in that sort of in that care i know they were a great team but how long had he actually been caring for your mum um, to, to experience that burnout? Yeah, it, it had to be at least a couple of years. You know, um, you know, and those of us who know dementia or Alzheimer's, you know, it's a very, um, it's a very sneaky um, yeah. and Sounds devastating good. disease, you know, because it, it, you know, uh, and there's so much research being done, you know, it, it's different, it just, it just like people are unique and individual. So is each person's, you know, disease. So. Yeah. You know, we don't really know for sure, but I would say at least a couple of years. Now that I look back, you know, yeah. and I, you know, that I know, and yes. in hindsight, you know, I, I could, I could see that she was stumbling, you know, yeah. um, and that's part of the, some of the things we can even talk about, you know, and we, we all kind of go into denial um, um, when we see someone, when we when we start to lose someone or we see them failing or getting older. Um, I, I think that. And I've written about this. I think that some of that denial is is positive, and I think some of it's dangerous because I think you know, it, you know, it, it it pretends that something bad's going to happen. So I, I think sometimes we sort of excuse things away. Um, yeah. And they didn't do it maliciously. And and I I I I I definitely forgiven them. Um, I mean, I was angry, you know, yeah. in the beginning. Um, yeah. I'm very upfront about how my how my feelings went, and I I was I was mad. I was angry. Um, I was angry at my mom. I was angry at my mom anyway, <laughs> you know, but I realize now that, that they had the right and the space to make that decision and do it their way. I mean, it was their life, you know, it was their mm -hmm. lives. I mean, they're, they did what they thought was right. And I think the way it played out, which I think is really important to let things play out quite often, um, was exactly the way it was supposed to. Mm -hmm. I'd love to um, sort of um, unpack a little bit. You've talked about the the denial and being positive and the d denial being negative. So let, let's talk about both of those uh, scenarios. So people again have got a concept and can see it because I think for us today, it's about helping others join the dots retrospectively and it might be just their immediate retrospectively because joining the dots is where all of our lessons and our hindsight come. So if we can shine the light on some of those today through, through some of the sharing that we can do, that would be awesome. Yes, you know, I, I think that, I think we protect ourselves, you know, I think that, yeah. you know, and, and it's something we're all going to do, it's something that we do, I think, you know, and, and, and I, I, I think in quite a few cases, it's a good thing. I mean, I think that we, we don't want to believe someone we love is being hurt or upset. So I think that we do protect ourselves and perhaps work around it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think in some cases, it's good because it allows them the space to grow into what's happening themselves 
Mm. You know, I mean, when we, you know, I, I, I was also a helicopter caregiver. I had to learn how to not do that too. You know what I mean? Like you sort of hovering over everything all the time. And I, I think by sort of kind of turning, you know, a blind eye a little bit, did give them a little bit of time and space to work together and be together and to sort of adjust to mm. what was happening to them and was happening to her. So I think in that way, you know, I think that's sort of a universal kind of spiritual thing that we have that sort of helps us a little bit. And I think that's the positive side of it. I think the negative part of it is that, you know, um, it, it can be dangerous in, in that um, when, you know, the people that we love are afflict, afflicted with disease or uh, a change in the way they maneuver the world, um, they can become frightened and alone and before they know it and I, I think that it's important to sort of be prepared in that you know what certain warning signs are as people age yeah and I think I think I think it's necessary to sort of be prepared in that way without yeah. carrying that burden of looking for it and poking around constantly and making yeah. people nervous you know exciting yeah <laughs> you know it's, it's always about the balance no matter what we're doing do, do you know what i mean yeah. that, that balance that we try to get to that i find so hard to get to but i'm constantly striving and, and yeah. it's about it's a balance of of you know working with them and navigating um, yeah you know the new normal Yes, I remember uh, we shared before on, uh, when my mum was going through it uh, through very early stages and again you don't notice it until you start up and start looking back retrospectively and I remember my mum repeating things and me getting frustrated admittedly I was a, a, lot, young, a lot younger and I was um, young and you know in the middle of uh, bossing things around and moving, uh, moving fast and all the rest of it. But I, I remember mum saying the same thing multiple times. It's like, mum, you just told me that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I could start to see the, so mum, you just told me that. And then it became annoying. Mum, you just told me that. Mm -hmm. um, and then a, a little bit later, I was just reading one of your blogs where you talked about um, how your mum was reading a calendar about a doctor's appointment. Um, and that level of confusion, which really became a, a, a version of fear, and I do remember starting to see to see that and witness it that in my in my mum when she was she sort of was started to almost catch herself if that's if that was possible she'd sort of catch herself and then sort of start to start to panic if that anxiety would come up and that sort of thing. So. Yeah, it's you know, and, and that was a that was a that was a pivotal point for me with my mom um, in my relationship with her because I you know because of our history and this is a thing that's very important to me and, and my, my wheelhouse is sort of you know the historical baggage you know I'm all about the emotional state of the caregiver um, you know and being really self-aware because I, I think it's extremely important to understand take our emotional temperature all the time um, and be very mindful of that because, uh, you know, especially if it's a family member or somebody that reminds you of a family member, it can be that too, you know, um, you know, there's triggers, there's trauma triggers and there's baggage and whatever. And, and I, I, you know, my mom and I, I mean, I'm, I mean, we, she did not want me to help her. She was, she was a, she was a, she was a very dynamic, active uh, woman, uh, you know, really, really a strong personality. She wanted her, I take after. And, um, you know, she had a she really had a hard time with me because we were so similar, 
And I had a really hard time being compassionate and empathetic with her because mm. I, was, I was angry. I had a lot of anger I was, I was taking, carrying on. And she, I came around the corner and she was standing there. And we had, a, a, you know, big calendars, you know, the big calendars you get in the, the stationary stores where you can put, you know. And I had it for both of them with doctor's appointments and things like that. And I came around the corner and she didn't know I, she didn't know I was seeing her. She didn't see me come around the corner. And, I, she, you know, with her red nail polish, she was like pointing, like pointing at the doctor's appointments. And I, I could just see on her face that she was, she was completely lost. That she, you know, this woman who had all her appointments and schedules and that she just couldn't connect to it. Yeah. I, it, 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 it was like somebody smacked me, you know, and I, I just said to myself, oh my God, if this was a stranger, you know, you're such a kind person. You would be so kind and compassionate right now. It's not a stranger. It's your mother. Mm. You know, you 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 have you have to get over it. You got you have to you have to help her. She's mm. so frightened. You know, she's mm. losing her life. It's it's just you know the ground she's been walking on is just crumbling under under her. And mm. and it was really kind of from that point on that I was able to find my way to the empathy and compassion that healed my relationship with her and allowed me, you know, to say like, whatever you say, mom, you know, instead of, you know, like, I, you know, don't you remember, you know what I mean? It, 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 the compassion helped me find new, new ways to, 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 to be with her. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big moment for me. Yeah. I, I was re reading that and again, retrospectively connecting my own dots and different experiences as we do. Um, I think that um, highlights and, uh, shine the lights on a our own growth, um, but also our, our, you know that helps us move forward. And that was what I was find, finding when I was reading through the blogs, etc. Which is why the you know the resource hub that you've created is um, so uh, super relevant for people that are going through different different stages of their their own journey to have that you know self realization. And I can imagine. Um, just from the you know the experience of being thrown in the the deep end you know your own personal development um um i'm going to call it seminar shift and growth and change whatever you want to call it would have been extraordinary so what did you i suppose what's the thing that did you that you learned about yourself that becomes would become a good a good um I suppose, lighthouse for other people that are listening to us today? Well, I think, you know, what came up for me immediately was was a very, I learned a very powerful thing. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that, that a lot of people will remember this, that, that this will be, because there's many gifts that come out of this. Um, but I learned that I was a really good girl. I learned that I was a really good girl. And that my ability to care for others and 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 com commit to to changing to changing my life because they weren't going to change they were in their 80s do you know what i mean i mean and other you can't make other people change anyway but i mean you know they were they were never going to change you know I mean, fixing them i couldn't fix it couldn't change them by fixing them i had to i had to change me and, and, and my life and the way I let, lived my life and how I navigated my life and how I responded to them. And throughout the whole journey with them, you know, even though you have extraordinary moments of self-doubt and you second guess yourself and, 
you know, it's never good enough or fast enough or, or you know, I mean, caregivers torture themselves, mm. you know, because it's such a, you know, it's such a big responsibility. You're responsible for somebody else's life, you know? Um, so what I, in, in all of that, it made me realize that I really had the best intentions. I was really doing a really good job. And then I was a really good person because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I was, I was loving someone no matter what the situation was. And I was doing the best I could every single moment. Yeah. I had the best intentions every single moment. I wasn't in it for the pay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was in it to make them safe and happy, you know, and to spend time with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I couldn't possibly deny that, that, that I was a good person. And I, you know, I, I don't think I ever believed it before that. Mm, yeah. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. I think I see um, lots of different types and I'm going to think types of caregivers when I'm in the supermarket and the shops. And I always look at them in, in awe in the way in which they serve. Uh, and what's, what, um, what the reason I'm just mentioning that is, a you know the, the ability to let go of control uh, clearly is, is something that becomes very very important. But I also think, um, and not trying to control them. So if I look ref, ref, uh, reflectively, even if it's you know trying to control a, um, a toddler, you know you've got to negotiate or sort of work around it. But you're never going to, as much as we like to think we can, we we just we just can't. So I think that ability to let go of of control. Um, is obviously a place where it all starts to come together and you you sort of get, you you change that relationship, both of the one that you're having with yourself, Mm -hmm. but also the one that you're having with the person that you're actually caring for. Because I was also, when I was also reading through, I I also, there was two things that I picked up, don't argue and don't correct Mm -hmm. and don't try to have the last word. And I went, oh, I like all of those at times. Um, so you know that that uh, all, all humor aside, you know there's there's a diff when you I, I could I could see the difference of where and when there was times where that was let go yeah. of, mm-hmm. and the experience was very very different. I remember, and I think I shared this story when I went to see my dad just before he passed he was telling us about you know this um he was telling us this story he uh, of his new love that was this indian woman and they'd been off dancing and they'd been doing all of these things together all of which my dad did never like to do in his life but he was happy in that moment and that was the story that he he was holding on to um and it was a beautiful it was a beautiful time to experience that with him mm-hmm. and not correct him or, you know, sort of asking mm-hmm. questions to sort of trick him into going that, you know, that's wrong and all those sorts of things. But the difference in, in being with him while he was in his story, um, I do remember that as, you know, one of the very heart-touching moments that we, we got to experience. And that is that sort of let it, that very much that letting go of control and, you know, asking the right questions so he could continue on his this joyous journey that he was um, experiencing. Um, so, yeah, and I, I you know, and it, I, seeing the thing that's wonderful about that is you were able to find that space to go to. You know what I mean? Mm. Which is which 
is difficult. Yes. Do you know what I mean? In other words, you know, you worked on that. I, I, I know you did because we, we have to work on that because part of us, we, we don't, we, we, when something like that happens and, and they begin to tell stories or, or they become, or they don't recognize us or, um, it, it's very, it's hard to accept that because we're watching them go be somebody we're not used to. Um, we're watching them go somewhere that we can't, we can't travel with them. Um, and you know, panic, you know, fear, uh, anger, uh, guilt, you know, a lot of that stuff can come up, which is, which is, which I want to be very clear is absolutely normal. You know, you're allowed to have those feelings, but sometimes, you know, it's like a runaway train. You can't pull the feelings back and you can't allow yourself to allow them to have that space. So it does, it takes work to, to allow, to allow them to, to tell stories and, and fantasize and correct you and argue with you and tell, you know, it's, it's, it's painful sometimes, but it can break through that, you know, and sort of take a deep breath and remind yourself that, you know, you know, they're here with you today now, exactly as they're going to be. And you can find a place to be with them as they are, you know, unconditionally, um, you know, they know it brings them so much joy and it, which indirectly brings you the joy because they have moments of, they have moments of relaxation, joy, and comfort. Um, Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I really, I mentioned the, whatever you say, mom statement. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my mom would argue with me about anything, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and, and I pick the mantle up. I mean, I would, and, and speaking about, you know, having the last word, I mean, uh, you know, that was really difficult for me because that was our pattern. So mm-hmm. it was astonishing to see when I wouldn't, you know, when I wouldn't engage in that way and I would say, oh, you know, or, or try to say, oh, okay, tell me more about that. Or, you know, and, and one day I just, I, I just flew out of my mouth. Okay, mommy, whatever you say, her entire face shifted. And I went, oh, that was a God shot. That was, that was <laughs> came through, you know, yeah. it was amazing. And I used it over and over and over again because it was almost as though she didn't know who I was at the end. You know, I mean, she didn't know who I was. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm saying for me to say to her, whatever you say, mom, well, just worked beautifully. Cause then mm-hmm. she could relax yeah. and go on to something else. You know what I mean? She did. We didn't have to have that, you know, the head pops. <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, and you know, and the thing that's really amazing to me and the great gift of it is, you know, she was, she was an amazing lady. Um, and when I tell you that I cannot think of an argument, I cannot think of an argument. What I think of now, when I think of my mom is all the wonderful things she gave me, Mm. you know, prior to caregiving, you know, taking, taking care of her or being her caregiver, I would have, that, that was a completely different story for me. Yeah. 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 There's always the, as you said, the gifts that come out of it, isn't there? Yeah. So how do caregivers start to look after themselves? What are your tips? Where's the, how do they, 
if they, I suppose, how do they start? If they're starting to realise that they're fatigued, they're feeling stressed and anxious, um, you know, the bits before where your dad has got to, where you and I have both got to and every other caregiver's got to, where we suddenly realise how tired mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. how do caregivers change that for themselves? It's a very complicated answer to a very complicated question. The first thing is, for me, self-awareness. I mean, which is something I think we all, you know, we can all use no matter what we're doing in our lives, just in general. But I think that the first thing we have to realize is that, you know, the way we approach caregiving, most of us think that we can do it alone. We can do it you know, immediately, and we can, we can control all of it. And I, I think that this self-awareness around that, that, that is a very dangerous way to approach it, um, is, is the first step. Being self-aware. I mean, and having said all of this, we're gone, there's no quick fix, and we're all going to be fatigued, and we're all going to be frustrated, and we're all going to wake up 3 o'clock in the morning in a cold sweat, shaking in fear and anxiety. It, it's part of the territory. Um, I think what my message, what my, my, I'm, I'm on a mission to get people to understand that if 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 you're not prioritizing yourself, you're not going to get through it in a very pretty fashion. I mean, people have to understand that they must they must put themselves first. Period. There's just there's there's no excuse. There's no exception. Um, you have to make sure that you're self-aware. Um, then, you know, you have to self-love and then you have to do self-care. And I know yeah. it's the three selves and it, it sounds so simple, but it's extraordinarily complex. Mm-hmm. And unless you're aware of what's going on in your head and in your heart and in your soul on a daily basis, multiple times a day, taking your emotional temperature all day long, it, you're going to hit, we're all going to hit the wall, but you're going to hit the wall harder. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, there, you know, there's no, uh, there's, there's no ultimate answer on this. You're going to hit the wall, but it, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to go 20 miles an hour when you hit the wall or are you going to be going 120 miles an hour? That's, that's, that's where we can make the adjustment. You know, And I'm just laughing at that point because while she was sharing that, um, I rem- I wrote down, uh, adding it to your just adding it to your schedule question mark because that was something I did I just added that to my schedule and you can't just add it to your schedule it doesn't work like that but it I do, work like I do that. That. it's, it's got to be you know it you know it's the you know it's the mindfulness it's being the moment it's a, you know you have to carry your you have to be self-aware 24 7 you yeah. can't lose sight of it. And it's extremely difficult because you're in crisis management, you know, 89% yeah. of the time. Um, yeah. And, and you know, you just have to work it in. And believe me, it took me a really long time. I stumbled. Um, I came out, I came up with multiple ways. I, you know, I have, I have a toolbox that has 50 million tools in it, you know, and I keep pulling at the tools. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line of it is, is that it ha- I have to be top of mind all the time. And I have to be self-aware, physically, emotionally, spiritual, spiritual. Yeah. I mean, you, you just have to be tapped in. And I've, I've actually written a book, which is coming out in mm. September. Um, it's called Self-Care for Caregivers. And it's the, concerning the four areas that I consider to be really important, emotional, mm. physical, 
spiritual and then practical. And so there's like 140 tips and tricks that I've used or found or made mistakes and then came up with solutions. Um, because it is, it's a, it's a, it's the first job you have, and then the second job is caring for others, and it yes. seems insurmountable. But you know, once you start to get into a habit of checking your emotional, physical, and spiritual temperature, you know, every day it gets easier. Yeah, yeah, and I, I I'm glad you've shared that because uh, when I was talking about the, um, you know, the adding it to my schedule, I was just adding the caring to my schedule. Um, so I've just expect, you know, I've just done this. So, you, and the first person I was always forgetting about was me. And then when you talked about crashing into the wall, you know, doing it at 20 miles an hour, 60 or 120, 120, let's just go. Um, but, you know, that was part of my fast paceness and just, just jamming more into the schedule. Well, unfortunately, the schedule doesn't expand. If, if you've got to work out where the prior, priorities are. Yeah. Uh, and as, as we said, yes, caregiving, you want to be able to make the other person, the care, the person you're caring for the priority. But to do that, you need to make yourself the priority first. Yes, because, you, you you know, you want to be the, the best you. You want to bring the best, you know, who's going to take care of them if you get sick? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you want to you bring the best you to it. They want you to bring the best you to it. You know, I, I remember, you know, I... I I carved out, um, I don't know how I did it, but I carved out Sunday mornings for myself. I always wanted to ride horses. Mm. And I found a barn near my parents' house. And um, I carved out like, just two hours, but I carved out two hours for myself to ride horses with a group of women who ended up all being caregivers. It was like amazing. You know, like when the, you know when you take care of yourself, the universe helps you. I, I, yeah. I, really, I know it sounds like, you know, hippie, but I really believe that. And I mean, every single, most of Sundays, although towards the end, I was able to do it. But, you know, I was able to get that two hours and ride around with these caregivers and we would just laugh and cry and, and whatever. But I would mm. come home and my dad would just, he would be waiting at the door, you know, and he'd be like, so tell me how it was. You know, um, he was so happy that I did this for myself. Yes. You know, yes. he was so happy. He wanted to hear all about it. And, you know, and I came back happier and more relaxed in a different frame of mind. You know, I mean, it was, it was, it helped me be a more grounded, kinder, more sensitive, more resilient caregiver. Yeah. yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. And if I am telling you guys and gals, you will if if you the you you will find the time if someone if if what I mean my my dad was on anyway he had a lot of heart issues at the end anyway if he would wait until I would get there to get sick <laughs> so but I would always find whether it was at two in the morning or I would always find the time to take care of him or call the doctor or get him to the ER to the emergency room. I could always find the extra time in the schedule mm -hmm. for them when they got sick yeah. or a crisis. Or it was amazing how I could create time. Yeah. Trying to find time to go ride the horses or take a shower or, you know, get some fresh air or eat some cookies. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Seems yeah. so impossible. 
But if I needed to do that for my mom or dad, I could find the time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. So it, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's how you frame it. It's frame it. how you frame it. Yeah, very, very well said. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a great practical tip. And I was going to ask you, based on your book and the four areas, um, can you share perhaps your, if that was probably the favourite practical tip, is, you know, time will is available for you as much as it is for the people you're caring for. What's your second uh, most favourite practical tip that we can talk about from the book so we can give people an insight into the book and what's going to be available for them? Oh, thank you. That's wonderful. It's lovely. I, my, my, my favorite thing that I, I talk about and I love is halt. Mm-hmm. You know, halt. Hungry, angry, lonely, <laughs> tired. Okay. Hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Stop multiple times during the day and take your emotional temperature. Halt. You halt. Am I hungry? Eat something. Am I angry? Talk to someone. Try to work through it. Am I lonely? Pick the phone up. And am I tired? Take a break. Hold yeah. and, and, and take care of yourself. It's real simple and so hard to do. But that's one of my favorites because it really helped me. It tra- I trained myself, you know, to, to, you know, I had to, I'm very visceral. I feel my anxiety, you know, my stomach. You know, my head, you know, I'm, I'm very physical around my negative emotions. You know? So I, you know, I try to train myself, like, you know, are my shoulders, like, you know, you don't even yeah, realize, like, yeah. you know, drop your shirt, you know, it's like, oh my God. So I had to really train myself, um, you know, on a daily basis, multiple times a day to, to do my fault. That was really important. Yeah. And I think I, I love that because as you were uh, as you were sharing that, and I've written it down, uh, uh, and you were saying it, I've gone, oh, I'm all of those sometimes during the day, all of those at once. And then when Rory, bless him, comes home from uh, school, school uh, uni, I should say, and starts asking me a whole lot of questions, and I go, just not now, just not now. And then I can feel this is it. So I haven't done it, and then all of a sudden I can feel it all coming up. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm tired. I'm. I was alone, and I'm not now, and I'm feeling interrupted. And but I didn't like being alone. But and, and it just all sort of bubbles up and erupts. So you know, and that's um, and that is such a key thing for you know uh, taking care of yourself and doing that barometer checking, that temperature checking. It's such a great way to do it um, because. We obviously get the early signs of, hey, you're hungry, let's go and do something about it, which is less, if you take care of that in that moment, the other ones are less likely to start compounding on the others. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I found it a good uh, little insight lesson for myself as to not letting it all compound at once um, is probably a really good practical tip. <laughs> it is. And, and, you know, and, and it's, I, I, it's difficult. I, I get it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's really difficult 
because we're very distracted. We're, we're distracted by the need to care for people that we love and we're worried about them constantly. You know, I mean, there's like, the, you know, I always said that there was like a river of worry that kind of, you know, was constantly flowing underneath everything I did. Mm. Um, and, and it was so unconscious that I, I you know, I, I had, again, I had to really force myself to say, you know, I, you know, where's your anxiety level around this? You know, where's, you, you know, you know, are, are you, are you tense? Are you, are you, what do you, you know, that feeling when you're sort of like kind of sort of worried about something, but you don't even kind of know what it is. I think caregivers walk around with that a lot and it's dangerous. You know I mean? You have to really be aware of it and you have to do everything you can to soothe it. I mean, soothing, self-soothing is an extremely important tool and it's so different for other, for every, everyone has a different way to, to self-soothe, but get your ducks in a row around it, you know, and, and, and try different things and experiment, but figure out, any way you can to get to a happy place and mm -hmm. have it waiting, mm -hmm. you yes. know, um, yeah. because uh, you, you, you know, you're going to need it. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, um, I'd love for you to share um, some of the um, resources and places. Now, obviously you've got your, your, your um, site is, is a resource for caregivers, etc. but you also do share some of the other things and places that people can go to assist them on the journey. So can you talk us through a bit of both of those as well? Um, so for those that are starting to go, you know, perhaps I did hear some of those teachable lessons today, but I just need, might need to explore it. You know, those ones that are still in control freak mode that are just, <laughs> where do they start? Well, the big control, the, 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 what I call the hard cases, like like me, yeah. like, a, like a hard case. Yep. Um, <laughs> the first thing you need to do <laughs> for the hard cases is um, admit that you're a hard case. You know, in other words, the very thing that makes you an extraordinary caregiver is that the, your your controlling issues, which you know, I mean, taking control over details and medical crises is wonderful. However. Mm -hmm. um, control we, we really don't have control over anything so the first thing the hard cases have to do is to, to start to slightly understand they don't control anything and to mm -hmm. find some new practices uh, for me one of the greatest things i was able to do um is get in touch with other caregivers yeah um, yeah and um I yeah i mean i uh, i had a, a big commute to go back and forth with my parents and I had um, caregivers that I would call on the phone as I was driving and mm. just scream and yell or, or get advice from, or we would just talk and share. So I mm. mean, um, the best thing you can do is get your tribe. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, there's a lot of caregivers out there. Um, so, you know, it, you can, you can find them in the supermarket and yes. <laughs> like I would have some great conversations, um, with people while I was paying for groceries because mm. I was open and I would start a conversation. I said, well, I'm taking care of my parents. Oh, I'm taking care of you. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. riding horses. And I started saying, oh, you know, I'm a caregiver. I'm a caregiver. I'm a caregiver. I'm a caregiver. You know, so I, I. I really actively pursue, I mean, you know, just like you would in business. Yes. Mentors, right? Or yeah. 
of, you know, positive role models that you would be, right? I mean, it's really, and being a control freak, it's difficult because there's a little bit of vulnerability around that. Some of us have that issue and we don't reach out as much easily, but I, I really forced myself to reach out to other caregivers because it was an invaluable source of, of, to me, of wisdom and compassion and, and, and just support. I mean, no one understands you like another caregiver. It's like, a, it's like a language. It's like, it has its own language. Yeah. And I think that's that, that, that collective wisdom of even just in the simplicity of realizing that you're not the only one experiencing this stuff, that others are experiencing similar stuff in different ways, but the stuff is not just yours. It's you've got you can, as you said, you've got that um, universal language or understanding of you know what's what's going on, and I think that becomes very very important. Oh, it's brilliant, you know, and and sharing our stories is just extraordinarily. It's just it's so amazing, and there's such help there. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, oh, I've been through that too, or oh, here's what I did, or you know, and you know, and quite often. <laughs> you know, laughter is found there, which is yeah. an extraordinary source of, 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 of help. You know, yeah. you, I mean, no one can laugh harder together than caregivers. I mean, it, it's like, it's something happens when, you know, when two or more of us are joined together, you know, it's like the laughter about the situation because you can't make this crap up. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So and everybody, yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? You can't make it up. And just sharing and then having the experience together and the laughter around it. I've, I've laughed so hard with, with caregivers, you know. Yeah. I'm just going to, there's a couple of sentences and I know we're getting close to the end, but there's one quick, uh, one thing I want to finish on. I know it's gone so fast, hasn't it? So there was one thing, let me just read it. It said, um, um, be open to scream, cry, laugh, and finally arrive home after the ride of your lifetime, which I think is which is what you've expressed um, is the beauty of being able to share with other caregivers and find resources and come together in that aspect. But you also have said um, that one of your favourite sayings um, is, I love the saying that we are all just walking each other home. So talk us through that as we go into the last few minutes of the show. I mean, isn't that beautiful? That's, I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing because it's really something, you know, I, I feel in my heart, you know, I, I used to be a singer-songwriter. I used to sing. And, you know, I, I always felt that, you know, you know, when I, that there was like a oneness to everything, you know. And mm. I, I do believe that we, we are just all walking each other home. I think we get lost and we bang into each other, you know, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a very strange walk, but I think when it really comes down to it, we're really just walking each other home. And I think the beauty of that, 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 that saying is that when, when you, when you can get there and you can feel that there's a compassion, not only for those that we're, we're walking home, but the people who are walking us home, like, there's compassion for ourselves. I, and I think, you know, we're, we're, we're caregivers are some of the kindest, most amazing people in the universe. And 
they have such a wealth and, and depth of compassion for others because that's why we do what we do. But mm. there's so little that that we give to ourselves. And there's mm. so much of it to spread around. We have to claim some of that. So mm. you know, we're all just walking each other home, you know, sort of slow down and, you know, just really be with other people and be with the people that you're caregiving and be with yourself and be in the moment and just be as compassionate to yourself as you are to those that you're caring for. They want that for you. Yeah. You know, I mean, my mom on her deathbed said to me, I said, she said, why am I so sick? And I said, oh, mommy, I, I really don't know. You know, I, I'm so sorry. And she said, oh, don't you be sorry. You've always taken such good care of me all of your life, all of your life. You know, and that's something I wanted to hear from her all of my life. That's life. Yeah. I to hear, you know, and we were just walking each other home. You know, it's, it's, it, it, I didn't have to think about it twice. It's just, that's what our job is. Yeah. And I think it was a beautiful expression of how your dad was acknowledging you too when he was waiting excitedly to find out how it went at the horse riding and those sorts of things because he could see your joy and your, you know, the change of you when you came back through after having, you know, those few moments to yourself. So how uh, and what are the best ways people can get in contact with you? Obviously, you've got your website, which is caregiverwarrior.com. Um, so they can find that um, find you through your website, which is just going across the ticker at the moment. So that's caregiverwarrior.com. And you also mentioned you've got a new book coming out. So if you can just reiterate that, I think you said. Yes, I'm, I'm very excited. I don't have the book cover yet, but I have the. I, I, they just sent me the. They can't. Yeah, it's it's yep. so sweet. Um, it's coming out September sixth. You can pre-order it now. Um, which I would love for you to do, and and let me know what you think. If if you do get it, review it. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about that. And I also have a free book on my um, website, The um, Little Caregiver Guide um, to Survival, which I would love people to sign up just to, just to get them started and, and to sort of realize that you're not alone. Um, and, you know, just reach out to me, go to my website, you know, walk around. Have um, a look at the yeah. yeah, let me know if there's something you want me to discuss or, or um, write about, you know, we're all we're all, I always say we're, you know, we're all we're all on the same journey. We just have different paths. So yes, yeah. so very true. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure sharing so much with you today. Thank you very, very much. Uh, so the website's up on the on the screen there. It's uh, caregiverswarrior.com. And as um, Suzanne mentioned, there's a new book coming out, which is also you can see in pre-order on the website. And you've got the uh, Caregiver's Little Guide to Survival, which is a free download, which you can also do from there. So for those that are caregivers and maybe experiencing it on their own, um, there is a great resource and a great tool and a very big heart that can help you along uh, and continue on that journey with you. So thank you so much for sharing uh, so much with us uh, today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you very much. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. And I trust that you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. You can find this episode along with many more on your favorite streaming platform, such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and more. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for more success secrets exposed with Sally A. Curtis.